Welcome to Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brindley Joyner, and on this podcast, we chat about living healthy, happy, and fulfilling lives. From fitness to relationships to business, we really cover it all. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brindley Joyner. If you're new here, I'm so glad you're here. And if you are not new here, if you're a regular, welcome back on another Monday. I'm so grateful you keep coming back and trusting me with your time for, you know, 45, 50 minutes, whatever it ends up being. Um, Today's episode, I wanted to do a little Q&A because I've interviewed some people on here. I've done specific topics on here, but I realized I didn't even like sit down and do just a full get to know me Q&A where I allowed you guys to ask questions and I just like rapid fire answer them. So that's basically what this episode is going to be. I'm really excited for it because while I'm monitoring the views and everything, I've seen that recently I've been kind of growing on YouTube and I think it's translating into the podcast a little bit. So I think there actually are a lot of new people on here. So I think this will be a great chance to just kind of introduce myself to you guys. And then as I grow as a human, maybe reintroduce myself a little bit more to the people that have been here for months or years or whatever it is. So going forward, if you like this episode and you like this style of just rapid fire answering questions, um, I would love to do this like once a month or once every two months and just get new questions in each time and just kind of let you know what I'm doing, what I'm going through, what life is like and give you updates, I guess, on here in a way that I can't really do rapid fire on any other platform. So let me know once you listen to this, if you like it. And if so, I can definitely keep these coming in the future. So I asked you guys questions on my Instagram story, and I'm basically just going to read through all of those. I did kind of format this in a way where I chose a couple from personal questions, a couple from health and fitness, a couple from travel and like where I live right now, um, a couple from my job, social media, my app and my companies, and then a couple from like my routines, whether that be beauty, hair, morning routine, night routine, that type of stuff. So we'll start with the personal ones so you guys can really get to know me first through that. Um, But before we start, I guess I'll just give you like a general, if I were to go on someone else's podcast, what my introduction would be. So I'm Brindley Joyner. I am 25 years old. Sometimes when people ask me how old I am, I pause for 15, 20 seconds and have to think because I'm always forgetting that detail about myself. Sometimes I say 22, sometimes I say 23, and I'm like, wait a second, I'm 25. (laughs) But that's a side note. So I'm 25. Right now I live in Florida and I'm married to my best friend, Lucas, and we have a little fluffy furball dog, which is our child right now. And his name is Ziggy and he's our absolute world. But we both kind of work for ourselves. We have a few different jobs that they all kind of come together as one. A lot of it is online. My husband runs an e-commerce company called Who Would Love First. He also does a little bit of like part-time social media. He runs Kaizos, which is our supplement company. And we are launching a swimmer company called Honey Swim. And he's done all the back end of that and is running that. He's one of the owners as well. He does a lot of stuff. And then I do Kaizos, Honey Swims, full-time social media. And that's on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, and this podcast now. And then the last thing I do, which I would say is the bulk of my work. It's what I spend the majority of my time and effort and put all my energy into and that is my training app. So I have an app for workouts and for meals and just everything, mindset stuff. I share pretty much all of my routine of health and fitness on that app. So yeah, that's our jobs. That's what we do. And I guess I just wanted to get that out of the way before I answer questions because I think some of the questions I'm not going to be answering were stuff like that of like, how old are you? What are your jobs? Blah, blah, blah. But 
we can dive in now. So this first topic is personal. And the very first question is, how do you stay so alive, positive, and energetic? Which first off, I feel like I want to say a huge thank you to whoever sent that because that's such a compliment to me. And to be completely honest, when I read that, I'm like, dang, you think that? And that's super encouraging to me because those are attributes that I want to be. And those are attributes that I've made goals in the past of I'm going to work towards being a more energetic and lively person. And to see that, I'm just like, dang, that is so cool that someone realized that. So thank you so, so much. And I think that just shows When you're working on yourself and you're putting in inner work, it's really hard to notice it yourself sometimes because those are things that I made as goals for my life, you know, years ago. And even though I do give credit to myself and I do know that I've grown as a person and I am working towards those goals and starting to accomplish them, it is just really confirming to see somebody else recognize it. And I think anybody else that is listening can kind of, you know, see this example for themselves too. Like those things that you've been working on, I bet you someone in your life is noticing that. And I bet you someone in your life is like, this person is really positive or this person pays attention to details or whatever the thing you're wanting to work on and have been working on. You're usually the last person to really notice it in yourself. And you're usually the person that's going to judge yourself the hardest. So that was really cool to see that as the very first question. But to answer it now, sorry, I'm getting into my podcast talk, but I need to just let myself be the guest, I guess. Um, To answer that question, the things that make me live like a more alive and positive lifestyle, I would say activity is everything. Daily movement. That is something that not only physically makes me feel good, but mentally is my rock. Like if I am not moving my body throughout the day, getting outside in nature and just being an active person, my mental health feels like it plummets, if I'm being completely honest. There were years in my past when, yeah, I would just come home from school or from cheer practice or whatever and just sit on the couch all day. And I don't say this to shame anybody. I don't want you to think if that's you, I'm shaming you at all. I'm just saying for me personally, when I would come home and just sit on the couch all day or for hours and just watch a show and zone out, I would finish that, you know, three hours of sitting there and feel even lower energy than before. And I would be like, okay, I'm not ready to take a nap now. But if I would have taken that time to go like get outside and go on a brisk or even a light walk and just be in sunshine, I leave from that. And I feel more energized to go and work on actual work or go and see a friend or go be social or do something that I know is going to keep making me feel good throughout the day. So I really think that getting active, getting outside, getting in fresh air is the catalyst for living a energetic and alive life. Because like I said, not only does it physically make your body feel good, but it also mentally releases endorphins in your brain that are like, I'm going to be in a good mood. At least for me, I'm speaking personally. But yeah, daily movement, fresh air, sunshine, those are all just free. And it's like, if you can take advantage of them, why not? Because they're scientifically proven to make you feel better and to make you feel more positive if you just get outside in the fresh air and see the sunlight and all that stuff. The next question is, what is your biggest dream? And I thought about this for a second and my mind just keeps going in so many different places because I have so many little dreams that I'm working on accomplishing right now. And some of them have to do with careers and some of them have to do with places I want to go and I want to explore and I want to live. Some of them have to do with building a family and some of them have to do with giving back to my community or to people overseas or just, you know, service-based stuff. But I think if I could group all of those into one, because this question specifically asks for one, um, it's more so 
a way of living and a way of being and not something that I can point my finger or write down on paper. I guess it's a mixture of inner peace and feeling like I'm just living my purpose every single day. And I think that's something I'm working on right now. And I feel like I'm really getting there. And I feel like I'm, I've put in so much inner work to be at that place. And it's a process for sure. And I don't know if I ever even, if it's possible for a human to fully feel complete inner peace and to fully feel like they are living out their passion and their purpose every single day. But I want to get as close as I possibly can to that. Um, and I would say I'm getting there, but I'm not fully there yet. I have work to do inward and outward, but yeah, that would be my biggest dream is to just have complete inner peace and to wake up each day knowing I'm just living passionately, living out my purpose. (laughs) Is that too cheesy for this answer? If you guys want me to go into detail, I guess if you're listening to this and you're like, come on, give us, give us something different. Some of the smaller dreams that are connected to that one. One would be, um, I want a big family someday. I'm not ready for it yet, but I want a family with dogs and little babies running around. And yeah, I just want to raise a family. And I also want to have that family on a piece of land that we can build on. We can create this whole like wellness garden area where we grow our own stuff and we have a fun pool that Ziggy can jump in and the kids can jump in and all of that. Um, I think that just when I talk about it, I'm literally smiling because that just sounds like pure joy and peace and Yeah, that's definitely a big goal. Um, Another one is I want to be, whether it's with one of my companies that I have now or if it's a nonprofit I start or something, I want to have my hand somewhere in a place that I can serve consistently. I feel like one of the things in life that brings me the most joy is when I am giving back or when I'm serving. And I do it randomly now. Like I try whenever I see a GoFundMe somewhere that hits my heart or if I see a need somewhere, I love to give back randomly. But I want something that's super consistent and something that I am just like my hands are on it and I'm actually doing the work. And whether that's with like building houses or if it's bringing clean water or if it's um, like hands-on talking to girls that are getting out of hard situations. I don't know exactly what it is yet, but I know I just want something where I can use my income and my companies to give back and make it sustainable and make it something that is just really benefiting other people. I think that is like definitely up there on my biggest dreams. But yeah, those are two little tangible ones. But I think all of those, like I said, go into this whole idea of just living fully at peace and fully living at my purpose and passion. Um, Okay, next question is, how did you know that Lucas was the one and the one was in quotations? This is tricky to answer because I feel like from movies growing up and books I read and everything, the one is such a overused term that it kind of got in my head of like, I'm just going to hear this voice from God that's like, he's the one. And (laughs) I don't know if that's what I was thinking all along, but I think that kind of scares people sometimes when you are getting into a serious relationship because you're so set on like, is this the one or not? And I think with Lucas, it was just so easy that 
that didn't even cross my mind really. I didn't have this anxiety or this anxious thought of like, is he the one or not? I just didn't, like it didn't even really pop in my head for a while until one day we just had a conversation about we should get married. Um, and for the first couple months of dating Lucas, it was just so carefree. He never made me feel threatened by any other person. He never made me feel like I needed to question his intentions or his motives or anything like that. Um, he was so kind and respectful and yeah, he just, everything clicked so easy with him. He was fun and we laughed all the time. It was like hanging out with your best friend nonstop, but you also have this massive crush on them. And like I said, with other boyfriends, I think I was so fixed on like, is he the one? Well, he does this. And I don't know if he's the one because he does this. And it was always like this constant battle in my head of, I don't know, just trying to figure it out. And with Lucas, it's like that wasn't even there because I was just so in the moment with him, just living life and loving him. And then when that conversation came up, it wasn't even a question. It was just like, yeah, of course you are the one. Of course you are. So I don't know if that's really a helpful answer. I feel like it's definitely one of those things that's just like, when you know, you know, I think it was more just my intuition and kind of a confirming feeling from God that this is your person. And there wasn't an audible voice for me or there wasn't some moment where I was like, he's the one. But it was just over time getting to know him. When that conversation got brought up, there was no hesitation and no doubt in my mind. Okay, the next question, and I think this is the last one under the personal life I'm going to answer, and that is, when was the moment you knew that college wasn't the right place for you, and do you ever regret dropping out? So that's one thing I didn't say at the beginning. I am a college dropout. (laughs) And I actually went to college for three years. I was getting very close to the end. I was um, studying business, which I just couldn't stand anymore. And yeah, I ended up dropping out my junior year. Towards the end of my senior year of high school, we were obviously getting ready for going to college and figuring out what we were going to do and all of that. And I just had no idea what I wanted to do. I ended up going to the University of Alabama for my freshman year, but I really feel like I was just following what everyone else was doing. A lot of people from my school went to Auburn or Alabama or FSU And I applied to a couple of different places and I ended up going to Alabama with some of my mutual friends and everything. I rushed a sorority. I did the whole Greek life and halfway through, I just felt very, what's the word? I felt very stagnant and I felt very not fulfilled. And that's when I decided that I wanted to try something else for a little bit. And I thought I'm wasting time and money and effort for something that I don't even know is going to benefit me in the future. And I don't know what I want to do. And I didn't like any of my classes. I felt like I wasn't actually learning anything. And I just wasn't fulfilled there. So I started looking at different gap years. I ended up doing the world race, which is like a mission trip. You travel to a bunch of different countries and you serve in a different way in each country. So I did that for about nine months. And then I came back and I went to Georgia State University, which was also very random. But when I got back, I was just like, well, I guess I need to go back to college now. Didn't really put much thought into it. And I had a mutual friend that was there and needed the roommate. So I ended up rooming with her and I just went to this college in Atlanta. Thank God I went there. And now I see that God was writing my story all along because that's where I met Lucas. But I went to the um, Georgia State University for two-ish, almost three years. And then COVID happened and it switched to online. And that's when I was like, you know what? We're done. (laughs) Like, I can't continue with this. I was failing like every class online. I just couldn't pay attention to the online lectures. It was really bad. So 
I had started social media by this time and I was working on um, making workout plans on little documents and everything. I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that I just wanted to work for myself. And so I thought it would be silly to put myself through another year of college when I could really try to kickstart social media and kickstart all these other things that I genuinely wanted to do. So I made the decision to drop out and it was really hard because I felt like I was letting down my parents. I felt like I was the odd one out from my whole graduating high school class. They were all about to graduate college and I was just kind of doing my own thing. And I don't know, I felt like very confused and something in me after praying and praying and just really thinking about what I wanted to do with my life, something in me just pulled me to not continue college. And to be honest, it was the best decision I've made in my life besides marrying Lucas, but the best decision ever because it gave me a year right then to really just focus on myself and what I wanted to do and create things that truly mattered to me. So to answer your question, no, I don't regret it at all. I'm actually so thankful that I listened to my gut and I listened to God and I just did what I knew was right in the situation, regardless of how hard and pressured I felt to stay in college. Um, I really just went out on a whim and said, nope, I'm done right here. <laughs> and I'm really grateful that I did. Okay, we're moving on to the next category and that is health and fitness. So the first question that I saw on this actually was how much do you weigh? And I saw like seven or eight of the same question of this. And I'm not going to be sharing that number on here, not because I'm embarrassed or like shameful about it or anything like that, but just because I think that's a number that people can really compare with. And I think it's so unnecessary to compare with any number, whether it's height, weight, measurements, anything, because numbers are so silly. Like what that just really doesn't matter. There's been times when I weighed one a certain weight and I thought that was a weight that I wanted to weigh and I didn't like how I looked and felt then and then there's been times when I felt a different way that I didn't think that I wanted to weigh that amount and I genuinely felt the most comfortable in my body ever so I think that weight is just kind of unnecessary in the conversation of health and even if I was going to answer that I don't think I could because I genuinely don't even know what I weigh right now at this second I rarely weigh myself I think real health is truly just how you feel from the inside out and how you feel on an everyday basis. If you feel comfortable and confident and fully alive and yeah, that's what true health is to me. So I don't think a number really matters. The next question is, have you ever tracked macros and do you track them now? I did track macros for a while. When I got back from the world race, I was really sick and I had actually lost a ton of weight and that weight was in muscle, a lot of it too. Um, so when I got back, I really needed to work with a nutritionist and refuel my body and first get my gut health back in check because I had so many parasites and so many things wrong with me that my body literally couldn't absorb nutrients correctly. And I felt so lethargic all the time and everything. And so yeah, I worked with the nutritionist and I I did track macros to gain muscle back on my body and get back to a healthier weight. Um, and that was so helpful for me. I learned so much during that time. I think tracking macros really gave me a understanding and knowledge on how to feel my body properly in a way that I had never known before. I was very uneducated before that. 
most of what I thought I knew about food or nutrition or even workouts had come from people that I heard talking about it, whether that was public figures online, influencers, or if it was friends or other people that I looked up to in my life. And I realized a lot of the stuff that I had been told or I had heard was actually false. And by tracking macros and truly learning the science behind food, I was able to form my own opinions and do my own research and really learn about how to feel my body. And I think what was really cool for me was all these fad diets or things that I'd seen on the internet of like carbs are bad, fat is bad, only this much of carbs, all these things. I was able to be like, wait, no, that's actually really false and kind of toxic too. And I was able to form my own opinion for once based off of science and research and really learning nutrition on a deeper level rather than just seeing what everybody else was saying and taking it and running with it. With that being said, I think it was for a season because I don't track anymore and after a while, it kind of got annoying. I think for the couple months that I did, it was really helpful in gaining muscle back and getting back to my healthiest self, but it did get to be like this annoying thing and I never wanted it to get to be an obsessive thing. And I think that is what a lot of people struggle with is when you're constantly having to either scan a barcode or insert numbers, it can really take a toll on your mental health and it can be a really controlling thing. So I do want to like put a little warning there. If you haven't checked them yet and you're thinking about it, even though I found that it did help me in my life, some people could have the complete opposite reaction to it. And it could be something that doesn't really help them, but actually makes them feel more restricted and obsessive. So it's really a person to person thing and you have to know your personality and what will I don't know, just be best for you as your own unique individual because my story might not be the same as your story. But with that being said, I think learning anything you can about fueling your body, proper nutrition, and kind of diminishing maybe fad diets or false things that you've heard in the past is super helpful going into a healthy lifestyle. Okay, the next question is how to make running less awful. And I honestly laughed at this one because I'm right there with you, girl. I have never been a great runner. And I have had some experience with a little bit of running in my life because when I cheered in high school, every seventh period, which was the time we would have conditioning, we would run around two to three miles every single day. But now I struggle so much with running. I'm trying to run like around a mile every day, like five days a week right now. That's my kind of plan with running and they're connected to my weight training workout. So I'll work out with weights and then I'll run a mile at the end. And I don't want to push it much past that. I don't know maybe if I can get past that threshold, but guys, I'm not even kidding. Even a mile is difficult for me. And I think it's more of a mental thing. Like physically, I feel like I could keep going, but mentally I feel bored and annoyed and I just want to check my phone on how how much time I have left. Like that is my mindset there. And I'm trying to push past it, but you know, I really don't have much advice and I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you I have good advice for running because I just truly don't. I do know what does help me even with that mile though is having a good playlist and trying to kind of run to the beat of the music. I used to teach heated spin where we spin to the beat of the music and it makes getting through that class so much faster and easier and more fun. So I started doing that and you got to get songs that are like a medium pace because if you get a really fast one, you're going to be so tired. But doing that helps a little bit. Um, running with pretty scenery. I try to run on the beach road so I can at least like look out onto the water. That helps a little bit. And then also running early in the morning because it's a lot cooler and easier for me to run then. And I also feel way lighter. I don't know how to 
describe it, but I, it's so hard for me to run when I have food in my stomach. But if I wake up first thing in the morning and go for my run and work out then, and maybe just like a little pre-workout protein bar or something before, that helps me a lot too. Because if I have a full meal on me, even if it's just breakfast and then I run an hour after, I feel like it's just so much harder and heavier for some reason. Okay, the next question is what supplements do I take? First thing, I take a big glass of water and I have my Just Thrive probiotic. It is the probiotic I've been on for like two and a half years and it is so incredible. It's from Just Thrive and this isn't sponsored at all, but I do have a code for them. I'll link it in the show notes. I think the code is just Bryn, but I have that with water and then I have my vitamin B complex. And then the next supplement I take is my AG1 greens drink. And this also is not sponsored, but I have codes for probably everything I'm listing here. So just check the show notes if you are interested in trying something. But AG1 is is a greens drink, but it's also a multivitamin. It has all of my vitamins and minerals that I want and need in it. So I stopped taking a multivitamin pill and I just take AG1 for that now. Um, and then throughout the day, I don't really take any supplements unless I take pre-workout before a workout. And that would just be usually from transparent labs. Um, and then protein powder, I guess, if you're counting that as a supplement, I don't have it as much as I used to, but every once in a while, I'll put it into a smoothie. I've also been loving just plain collagen in smoothies because it doesn't really add any texture, consistency, or taste. And I also forgot that is one thing in the morning. I do add collagen into my coffee. So I add one scoop into my coffee, and then if I'm having it again throughout the day because two scoops is one serving usually, I'll put it in a smoothie bowl or something else like that. Um, and then in the afternoon, I always have Kaizos cocoa and I've been making it iced lately. So I just do almond milk, a little bit of filtered water and a scoop of that. And then I froth it up with a frother, add ice. And that's my little nighttime drink for that one. It's uh, magnesium, collagen, ashwagandha, maca, digestive enzymes, chamomile. Those are all supplements that I literally used to have to buy separately by the bottle. And that's the whole reason I created Kaizos was because I didn't want to have to, you know, have a whole handful of pills to take. I wanted a product that tasted good and tasted like dessert, but had those things um, all in one. So that's what that is. That's my main supplement thing. And Ooh, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I'll take electrolyte packets throughout the day sometimes, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I have switched more to powders that include a bunch of supplements in one rather than a bunch of pills. So also Kaizos, uh, they, we do still have a podcast code for you guys, and that is healthy25. That will also be in the show notes. On to the next category. This one is where I live right now and travel questions. So I guess to answer the very first one is where do you live? And that is Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. And I love it here so much. Since Lucas and I got married, we have lived in Atlanta and then we lived in LA and then we lived in Florida and then we lived in Hawaii for a few months and now we're back in Florida. So we've moved around quite a bit. But at first when I was moving all these places, I would get questions like, what happened? Oh my gosh. Like you're moving again. And I just find that so interesting because it's, I feel like it's ingrained into our heads of like get married, settle down and stay in one place. But really I love to travel and I think it's so fun to pick up and try new places whenever you feel like it, whenever you feel called. So that's kind of what we did the first year or two of marriage. And we tried out Atlanta, we tried out LA, we tried out Florida, we tried out Hawaii, we're back in Florida now. And I feel like that might be a theme going forward too. I think we'll always have a home base in Florida 
because it's close to family and we bought our house here and our friends are here and we love it here. But I definitely wouldn't put it past us to bump around a little bit more and just try out new places and see what we love, especially before having kids. One question was honest thoughts on living in LA. Um, We lived in West Hollywood. So when you say LA, you could mean so many different parts of LA, really. Um, We happen to be right smack in the middle of the craziest part of the city, West Hollywood. So we had a very interesting experience because it was right what we thought was at the end of COVID and then it ended up circling back around again and kind of going back into lockdown. But basically when we got there, the first six months was truly incredible. We were doing so much. We were so excited to be in a brand new place together. It was so much fun. We were meeting people, going to events, getting out, going to the beach. Like we were doing so many fun things and we were growing our businesses. We were constantly just excited by life. And I remember we would say like, we're never leaving. We love it here. It was amazing. And then when COVID or when COVID happened for like the second part of lockdown. Things got a little bit crazy and crime got so bad in West Hollywood that I was afraid to really do anything or go anywhere. Um, we had an incident happen on our floor where someone passed away. We had um, one lady attacked me on the street with her jewel, like her little smoking jewel thing, threw it at the back of my head, chased me down the street, literally for no reason. Just one thing after the other, there was incidents happening happening everywhere around us that I just felt so paranoid and I'm not a very like scared person um I the town that I like grew up in high school and everything and I like rarely locked my car or my house or anything and so for the first time I felt like I had to be really on edge and I just felt scared all the time so that really sucked because I don't think that's the real experience all the time and I also think going back we probably got an apartment in the craziest part but going back if we were to do it again I would have gone more on the west side I think or even into Orange County and I think our experience would have been a lot different but I don't regret it at all honestly and we had so many good memories made so many friends grew our businesses. So I'm so grateful for our time in LA, but it definitely wasn't the experience we were fully thinking we were going to get by going there. I also think no matter what city you go to, it's all about the people you surround yourself with. Like that is the biggest thing. And we did make friends, but they were very spread out. And it wasn't a friend group that it was like, it was open door. You could go over to their house whenever, hang out nonstop. It was like on the weekends, let's meet up for this event and do this thing. And because they were so spread out. And in LA, it's such a big city that you could have a friend that says they live in LA, but really they're an hour and a half drive from you because traffic is so bad. So it was kind of hard to get into community and I think that affected it as well. Coming back to Florida, we have a friend group that is so truly incredible here. And I think no matter where we lived, if it was Utah, if it was LA, if it was Canada, if it was, I don't know, like literally anywhere you could name, I think we would just love life because of our friend group. Um, So I think that plays a big, big part in anywhere you go as well. The next question is, what is your favorite outdoor activity to do in 30A or Destin? Ooh, this one is such a good question. I love giving recommendations for where I live. So I think if you're coming here just for like a week or something, I would definitely say rent bikes and go up and down the strip. I think bike riding is so much fun because it's not as tiring as running or walking four miles or whatever, but you get to see a big stretch of land, especially when you're vacationing, you get to see little restaurants or shops that you can go to later just by exploring on bike. And you're also moving, you're being active, you feel great. 
yeah, I love biking here. Um, another thing is paddleboarding. The water has to be flat because if it's not, it'll be very hard to stay up on the paddleboard. But if you come on a day when it's flat, if you go out past the second sandbar, you can kind of like dive down. And if the water's clear, it is so gorgeous to just dive down and swim, search for little shells. Sometimes you'll see dolphins and stuff come up. It is so fun to get out on paddleboards on the ocean. Another thing, renting boats. Boat days are always my most favorite day. Being out on a boat on the water in the middle of the Gulf and packing up like a fun snack lunch and being with your people, listening to music, whatever you do on a boat is always so much fun in my opinion. And if you go to Destin, you have to try out Formula Fresh. Their acai bowls are the best acai bowls I've had in my entire life. And I've had acai bowls in so many countries and so many cities. And for real, these are just the best. The next question is, what travel do you have coming up? And what are some dream locations? I love this one too. Um, anything talking about travel, I love. We are actually leaving for Europe very soon. Like by the time this comes out, I think we'll be leaving in a few days. So we're going to Mallorca, Spain, and then we're going to Nice, France. And I'm just so freaking excited. I haven't been to Europe since I was like 12 years old. And when I was there, I didn't fully experience it and I wasn't fully grateful in the moment. I lived in Germany for a little bit and we were able to bump around the surrounding countries there, but I didn't really take it in the way that I want to take it in now. So I'm really excited to go back to these places and yeah, fully experience it. We're going with a lot of our friends and it's just going to be like the highlight of my year, I'm sure. I'm so excited. I'll keep you guys updated on Instagram and YouTube and all of that if you want to see content from our travels there. And then countries that I want to go to that I haven't been to yet. Ooh, I really want to go to Bali. I think Bali would be so much fun. Um, I really want to go to Jordan. Ooh, and I also want to go to South Africa. I have a best friend that lives there and she was an au pair in America. So that's how we met. And now she's back in South Africa. So I want to go visit her. Okay, we're going to move on to the next category, which is my jobs and my work. So the first one is how did you begin influencing and creating on social media? So I really was on Instagram as soon as I can remember, it came out and I was allowed to. I was so young. But of course, I was just posting random stuff. I would like take a picture of my toe and post that like dumb stuff. Um, and I would say I didn't start like actually putting any thought into it until high school. I actually, I feel like I'm repeating myself because I am. I did an episode on this, all things social media. So if you want to hear in depth, you can go and listen to that on one of the previous episodes. But yeah, basically I got it early on. And then in high school, I started kind of trying to post more and post like higher quality photos and all of that. But I never thought of it as a job. I just thought it was like a fun, creative outlet kind of. Um, and then I would say when I started taking it seriously, honestly, wasn't until COVID happened and Lucas and I were dating at the time. And um, we started creating couples fitness routine, like workouts and pictures and all of that, trying to one, keep ourselves motivated to work out and live a healthy lifestyle during COVID, but two, to motivate other people and to share workouts for people that were at home during that time and wanting to stay healthy and stay moving their body, but they couldn't go to the gym anymore. So that's kind of where a lot of our stuff kicked off. And then when we got married, our, one of our very first videos to go like really viral was our wedding video. So that also kind of kick-started everything. And from there, we just kept sharing our life on social media and just fun, lighthearted stuff. Like we just wanted to spread positivity, whether it was with workouts and healthy recipes or if it was with fun, like things that would make people laugh or if it was fun relationship stuff or whatever we could think to just 
one, use our creativity and put it into an outlet or two, I don't know, just spread positivity to other people. That was the main driving force of that. And truly, even in that time, I never thought that it could become a full-time job. I mean, if anything, I would get DMs from brands saying like, hey, we'll give you, you know, 50 bucks if you post a video and a picture and this of this. And I was like, heck yeah, oh my gosh, I would take everything and it was weird to get used to that. And eventually it turned into full-time when I really learned um, how to monetize platforms, learning how to monetize YouTube and um, TikTok and even Instagram Reels, Pinterest, all of those things, they monetize by views. So you're getting paid by the actual app. And then on top of that brand deals, you're getting paid by companies wanting you to promote their products. And like I said, at first it was all fun. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, like 50 bucks, I'll take whatever, any product. And then I had to learn that I don't want to just be posting anything random. I want it to be stuff that I genuinely use on an everyday basis. And I can truly like talk about because I know the product and I maybe I was even using it before they ever even reached out. And now I try to keep most of my branding content on just brands that I'm super familiar with and I know and love and use genuinely. And I try to get longer term contracts. One, because it's safer for me financially and for my business. Um, but two, because I think building and working with a brand, it has to be this consistent thing. It can't be just a one-time, one-off deal. And I think I was taking those randomly a lot at the beginning, um, but now I'm more focused on just being with brands that I love, trust, and am rooting for, and being in contracts with them to work like nonstop for six months, a year, whatever it is. But with Kaizos and now with Honey Swim, those are companies we started because I was working with you know, multiple supplement brands or multiple bikini brands. And there was always just something I could tweak or do differently that I couldn't do because it was someone else's brand. And so our little entrepreneur minds got together and we were like, why don't we just make this for ourselves?" And that's how those companies started. So having the background of knowing what works for brands and knowing how to market well and knowing how to create engaging content and knowing how to I don't know, just do the whole like social media side of it. We were like, why don't we just take that? And instead of doing it for these companies, why don't we make our own that we can actually perfect and do it the exact way we want to? And that process has been so challenging. We've learned so much, but it's been so fulfilling and so fun. And I just can't wait to keep growing. Like they're very new. They're still our baby companies, but I'm really excited to see like what they are a year from now, two years from now, and just the community aspect that comes with it all. The next question is how much time does it take to make a video? So I don't know what video they were referring to for this one, because there's many types. There's reels, there's TikToks, there's long form YouTube, there's YouTube shorts, there's a Pinterest video, like there's so many types that go into it, but I guess we'll break down each one. YouTube vlogs take the longest. Um, they take me, I would say about, if I were to sit down from start to finish and never take a break, probably four to six hours, but I can't really sit down for that long. I usually can sit down for about two hours tops and then I have to take breaks. So if I'm editing one the whole day, it usually takes the whole day because I'll take you know, a one hour lunch break in between. I'll take a workout break. And by the time I get done with the vlog, it's like eight or 9 PM. If I started in the morning, um, for reels and TikToks, I've gotten way faster with those. So for me, if it's say a 30 second video, it might take me depending on the type, if it's just a very organic talking video, I mean, that could take five, 10 minutes to edit. But if it's a more in depth, like 
vlog of the day on TikTok or if it's something more, I don't know, just creative and fun clips and stuff that I'm having to like clip up a bunch that could take like an hour to two hours, I would say. I don't know. That's, that's rough, but it really does depend on the video. And then with pictures, we'll just go into that too. Oh, and I will say a pro tip. If you're getting on social media, reuse your content. I could create a video on TikTok and I'll download that. And then I can post that on my reel and on my YouTube short and on my Pinterest. So that saves you a lot of time as well. For photos, obviously just snapping a photo doesn't take a lot of time at all, but thinking of the background I want, the outfit I'm going to wear, the lighting, what time do I need to go for the lighting to be good? And then getting home, editing the photo, um, and then like figuring out the carousel swipe, how many photos are going to be in, all of that. It can t- it can be a whole process too. Like if we're dedicating a shoot of say a Princess Polly outfit, which is a brand I love, I would say I would allot out two to three hours for that shoot, finding the location, driving there, getting back and editing as well. So it does seem maybe to someone that isn't in social media, it seems like, well, you just have to record a video and upload it. What the heck? That's so easy. But there actually is so much that goes behind each piece of content. Okay. This is going to be actually, I think the last question I answered, because I was going to make this a 30 minute episode and it's gone a little bit over, but I will end this one with... This is so cute. When I read it, I smiled so big. It says, what is Ziggy's morning routine and his night routine? So for all my dog lovers that are listening, I'm sure you're going to eat this up. Ziggy is our golden doodle. He is a year and a half or a year and six months now. And his morning routine is he usually is the one to wake us up. So I'll be asleep in bed and I'll just feel this hot breath over top of me. And sometimes it comes with a hot little kiss, like a little lit on my face, but a lot of times it's just the breath and I open my eyes and I see this fluffy head just staring down at me. And it's every single morning. Like he gets up on top to where he just looks straight down and his ears are drooping and it's just this big fluffy head. So I wake up, start to pet him. We do a little cuddle for a little bit and then he starts hitting me. So he does this thing where he takes his paw, he lifts it up and then he smacks it down on your body. And so he hits me a couple times like that. And that's when I just am like, okay, time to get up. Um, we go into the bathroom and he is obsessed with drinking from the sink. So he always has to have a drink of water from the sink. But if he just puts his paws up there to drink, he'll choke because his throat gets caught. So I have to lift his furry little body up and let him drink while I'm holding him from the sink. So that's his little morning. And then we head back down or we head downstairs um, and he takes a morning nap. So I think what he does is he wakes up at like 4 a.m. and it like awake because why would he take a nap right after, you know? So we go downstairs and that's when I'm like reading, making coffee, getting my to-do list. And that's when he's napping on the couch, like a full on nap. He naps for about two hours and then he wakes up and goes to the bathroom and, or sometimes he goes to the bathroom before that. And then he'll have his food and Lucas makes his food. He makes it with all these little special ingredients like salmon oil and beef liver and like random stuff, but he's a spoiled, spoiled boy. Um, For his night routine, depending on if we did a long walk in the morning or not, he'll get a sunset walk or like a very strenuous frisbee play in the backyard with Lucas just tossing the frisbee nonstop. 
and they'll chase each other and all of that too. So he's a very active doggo. Um, and then he eats dinner. Lucas makes beef every single night for dinner. No matter what dinner he's making, he includes beef. And Ziggy always knows that he gets a little bit of that beef. So when we're making dinner, he'll just sit in the kitchen and stare. And he just knows that it's coming. So he gets his beef. Lucas mixes it into his food. And then around... Oh, yeah. Final thing around 9 PM, he gets his zoomies. So I don't know if anybody, if this is just golden doodles or if it's any dog, but he has 9 PM zoomies that are just ruthless. Like I'm talking absolute maniac. He is flying across the room, running over the whole couch, ruining everything, knocking over stuff. I can't tell you how many times he's like broken something, spilled something during his zoomies time, but it lasts for like 30, 40 minutes. And yeah, that's about it. He and you, he usually falls asleep on the floor and then Lucas will have to force him to go up and get in the bed. And then he goes to bed with us. And that is the end. <laughs> but what an in-depth and banger question to answer with. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little Q&A. It was so fun to just share a little bit about my life with you guys and yeah, have an episode that's a little different from interviewing someone else for once. I hope you guys like this. Let me know if you're bored by just answering questions. I definitely don't have to do these anymore, but I thought it would be fun to test it out and see what you guys like. And if you do like it, um, let me know so I can do another prompt like this next month to do a monthly one. I think that would be so fun. Other than that, um, if you guys want to see any content of the upcoming trips, make sure to be following on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. I will have those in the show notes and I'll see you guys next Monday. Much love.